Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 98 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast. The podcast where we sometimes cry, we always laugh, we might get a bit ratchet, but we're forever going to break it down. Your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, guys, here we are, episode 98. We're winding down for the season. After this episode, there are two episodes left in season five of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, so mark your calendars, okay? Uh, this week, my guest is a very special guest, near and dear to my heart. Uh, this week, my guest is my mother. Yes, mom is on the podcast. She's been asking me to come on, but I figured since next week is Mother's Day, this is the perfect opportunity for her to come on. So I don't think we get super mushy. But we do. I asked mom some questions about me and about her life. And we have a good conversation. So stick around for that um, after I wrap up. All right. Let's hop right into Booney's pick of the week. Uh, This week, my pick of the week is another TV show. (laughs) I love good TV, especially on the premium uh, cable channels. And a show that I feel like doesn't really get its due is Veep. That shit is fucking hilarious if you have not checked out veep um it is the last season i think this is like season seven or season eight but this is the last season of the show um it's kind of satire it's fucking hilarious um it follows i think julia louise dreyfus is the lead character but it's some really 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 hilarious supporting characters uh, my favorite uh richard jonah they make me laugh till I cry some episodes, especially Jonah. So if you have not checked out Veep, I would make uh, make sure you do that. Because I know on HBO during the summer, Game of Thrones really gets all of the hype as it should. But Veep is really, really funny. So after you, you know, after Game of Thrones sucks your life away to get a really good laugh watching Veep, it's very necessary. So check it out. It's easy to catch up on like since the episodes are only a half hour you can bang through a whole season in like four to five hours so if you've never watched it check it out all right housekeeping uh first things first feedback from episode 97 with the homie kg you guys really loved hearing kenny in this light versus us just shooting the shit on uh pop culture and I got one message that said, I love hearing men's perspective on relationships and dating. Kenny was so good. You are lucky to have a best friend who gives you sound advice like that. And thank you for sharing him with us like that. So you guys are welcome. I'm glad you enjoyed the episode. Um, if you have not listened to it, make sure you check it out and make sure you support last week's episode sponsor, Carpe DM, C-A-R-P-E-D-M Dating. It's a dating app. Be sure to download it. Um, it's linked in the show notes for episode 97 and all that good jazz. All right. Also, don't forget, Boonie Live Baltimore tickets are on sale. The guest for this show should be dropping this week. So if you're just waiting to see who and what I'm going to do, then I understand. I understand, sisters and brothers. <laughs> but uh, the details for Boonie Live Baltimore um, in terms of guest uh, it will drop this week. But the tickets are already on sale. And thank you for everyone who's already caught them. Booney Live Philly, you guys can go ahead and save the dates. Looking like August 10th, Saturday, August 10th will be Booney Live in Philadelphia. Uh, tickets and guests should be announced this week. That's the goal. Everything should be announced this week. And then Booney Live Atlanta, it's on to planning you guys. So I'm excited about taking this on the road. I'm really excited about the Philly show because it just makes sense. I can't think of another city that I would have wanted to do a show in besides Baltimore and Philly's like a second home. So excited about that. Can't wait to see some of my temple heads there to you motherfuckers. All right. So as soon as I drop those links, you guys will know. You'll know. Um, In case you don't do anything, in case you are not subscribed to the newsletter, which you can, by just heading over to thebooniebreakdown.com, you'll get a pop-up if it's your first time over there to just sign up for the newsletter. Or you can scroll to the bottom and you'll see a newsletter sign-up link. You can just click there. Just drop your email address. I don't send out newsletters often, so you will not be spammed. So no reason to worry there, okay? Uh, Also, you can just follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Boonie Breakdown. You can follow us over on Twitter, just Boonie Breakdown, okay? That's where we are on social media. And you guys know I love, love, love the reviews. So if you feel inclined, I really appreciate it when you do it. It really, if some of you guys who I call like 
my stupid ratcheteer crew um i swear if you if you are a ratcheteer you should have already done a review already i feel like right so if you haven't head on over to facebook.com backslash the boonie breakdown you can leave a review there hit those five stars if you are on an apple device you listen in the purple app apple podcast you can head on in there you're going to have to search the Boonie Breakdown. If you're already subscribed, you will need to go search the Boonie Breakdown, click it, scroll down, you'll see write a review, click that, write a review. If your review is not taking, it is because you do not have a nickname set up. So you just need to go in your settings of your iTunes, just add a nickname. And once you do that, bam, easy peasy, your review will stick. And I will thank you and appreciate you guys for those five stars. Make sure when you're sharing this episode, you use the hashtag the Boonie Breakdown or the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. All right. That helps people share it. And you guys know when you tag, use the hashtag. I always um, I always try to engage with you. And if I did not and you shared it, it is because your page is locked. So that is why I cannot interact because I do not know that something is posted because your page is locked. All right. Um, so that's it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, it's your girl Boonie, and we're here for another episode. Um, this person has been asking to come on my podcast for quite some time. <laughs> and um, so this will be a little special episode. But I want to welcome my mom to the podcast. Hey, Mom. Hey, Dave. How are you? I'm good. How are you? She's been begging to come on the Boonie Breakdown, and people are always shocked. Like, your mom listens to this mess. <laughs> I do. She I does. Do. She supports. She does what a good mom does. And so since Mother's Day is, this airs on the 6th, so since Mother's Day is about six days away, I thought it'd be cool to have my mom come on this episode before Mother's Day as we wrap up season five. So you ready? I am. You nervous? Uh, I don't know, because you might pull out some things on me, and I'm not quite sure what you might do, but let's go for it. Okay. When I was little, what did you think I was going to grow up and be? <laughs> uh, you went through so many, so many, you went through so many things. Let me see. You wanted to be the car designer. Um, but what did you think I was going to be? I, I really didn't know. I just wanted you to be anything but a teacher. Anything but a teacher. Okay. I wanted you to not go into the family business. Everybody was a teacher in our family. Everybody. Everybody. Okay. So what is the funniest thing that you can ever recall that I said or did as a kid? First thing, when you learn how to cut, you learn how to cuss at a regular at a, at a young age. You've been ratchet for a long time. I think the the recollection of the um, your uncle Robert driving, and the lady cut him off, and you came home, and you couldn't say certain letters then, and you said, uh, "Granny, Uncle Robert was driving down the street, and the lady went whoo, he went duh, and he he called the lady a tazy bitch." <laughs> So you've been constant, you've been ratchet for a while. And the funny thing was, my next question was going to be, when was the first time you heard me curse? So apparently, no. When, earlier than that was like when you uh, watched the um, Granny told us not to um, play Whoop the Whoopi Goldberg, and I can't find that on YouTube anywhere. We got to find it. Um, and Whoopi Goldberg stand up routine, and she does around the world. And 80 motherfucking days. And you, you used to sit and just sing that playing with your blocks. <laughs> and so how old was I singing like 18, motherfucking days? Like 18 months old. 18 months old I was cursing here, here first. <laughs> That's actually was literally my next question. Um, When you were pregnant with me, who was the first person you told you were pregnant? As she laughs. <laughs> well, the first person actually was your father. But he believed me. So the first person after verification thereof was your Auntie Teresa and right. Auntie Dorenza. Okay. 
What's your all-time favorite picture of me? It's a very narcissistic episode. <laughs> I see. Um... Yeah, oh, my all-time favorite. The as a baby, as as a baby picture, it would be the um your Easter, your first Easter picture in that pink dress. Okay, I think my favorite picture of us when I was a baby. I think we're on Aunt Rosalie's porch oh, with, your, with the fro and the diaper and the striped shirt. You know, you had to wear real diapers. You know, I wore cloth diapers. Cloth diapers. Oh wow! But yeah, I think that's one of my favorite pictures of us. Yeah, that's a good one. And I was, I don't know how old I was in that That's picture. That's like, you about five or six months. Okay, five or six months old. He was a big baby. Did you ever drop me as a baby? <laughs> Some people say, your mother had to drop you on your head. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> no. You, no. You never see, okay, you heard it here. No. My mom never dropped me on my head as a baby. No, you slept with me. No, you didn't. I didn't drop you. Okay. What age of mine did you hate experiencing the most? <laughs> what age of yours? Did you hate, hate experiencing the most? The 10th grade year. My 10th grade year. Why? Because you was crazy. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And now that I'm, we, have the, we work in the mentoring program, I think having that knowledge helps me help other mothers with the 10th grade year. Particularly if they go to private schools. It's something about the 10th grade year. Drive. I don't know what them private schools do to y'all. 10th grade year was pretty difficult. Yeah, it, it was, was like, a, it was a was, hard but then, year. But then you went to the summer and it shifted and it was like. Uh, okay. What age of mine do you feel like we were the closest? Now. Now? I think. I think. We've evolved. We've always been sort of close. And I know when your brother hears this episode, he'll say, yeah, they too damn close. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I think I worked hard to not be Freddie. I worked real hard. So okay. I think we've always been sort of kind of close to, and to the point where people think People would think we're closer in age than we are, but we're not. Did you find out my gender before or after I was born? Uh, I didn't know what I had until I woke up the next morning. So literally, you didn't know until December 15th. Till 19... No, no, to December... I had your one twenty six a.m. Oh, so still on December 14th. So, so 14th, like at 6 o'clock. I didn't know until... So you literally didn't know what and you I, were having. I, yeah. That's kind of cool. I kind of want to do that if I ever have kids. I think a surprise would be fun. And I don't think they that the technology was there, but I don't think it was as fine tuned as it is now. How long were you in labor? Eighteen and a half hours. All right. And what song reminds you the most of me? It depends on. The- <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing about it. Because I can see, I guess because we ride so much in the car. Um, I see I see a period of Rick Ross. Hustling, hustling, hustling. <laughs> Rick Ross reminds you the most of me. All um, right. That's one. <laughs> then I can see for that religious soft not I won't say religious because you'll swear you am religious. I say your your spiritual side. Uh, grateful by uh, oh, Hezekiah Walker. Hezekiah. That speaks to all sides of me. Rick Ross and Hezekiah Walker. Hey. There you go. Hey. <laughs> um, if you remember this, I think this is amazing because I remember it, which is kind of odd. What was my favorite flavor of baby food? Peaches. Yes, I still love Gerber baby peaches. Baby. Stage three is the best. <laughs> I hate you for that. I really do. Um, and the bad part about it, people, she will time to time. I haven't seen her do it in a while. I she haven't done to, it in a while. while. She used to go buy them. I used to go buy them. Yeah, I love Gerber Stage Three baby food peaches. Poor baby. 
I have not done that in a long time, actually. Did I ever do anything creepy as a kid that scared you? Sit in the cabinet. <laughs> I liked sitting in the cabinets. Had all the toy, every toy in the world. Your, I worked at the store. Your uncle worked at the store. And you would sit in the damn cabinet. I sat in the cabinets. Um, and comfortable at that. I wish I could fit in the damn cabinet now. Child, if you fit in the cabinet now, <laughs> it would be a coffin. God. Um... What's the first word that comes to mind when you hear my name? Determination. Can you say that louder? Determination. Thanks, mother. All right, we're going to flip this over to you. Did you ever do drugs? No. <laughs> Never? Never. Ever? Ever. Okay. What is the craziest thing you did? And you find oh. that funny. You find that funny. You find that odd. That all you've never done drugs? Yeah. All my friends and all my... All my like you've never even smoked weed? Never smoked weed. Okay. What's the craziest thing you did in college? I was the mother of the bunch. You were the the, the, the mother of the hen? I was mama bear. It's, it's that... I I protected everybody else. But I did my dirt on the low, so... Okay. Like, so you keep taking it to the grave. All right. What's the most trouble you've ever gotten into? <laughs> The most trouble. I've, I've almost getting suspended from school. Mm-hmm. For, in, in what year? I was in junior, middle school. Well, your, middle your, school. Your, your equivalent of middle school. Middle school. For you know, I wrote like a school teacher. I wrote the te- I wrote my, a pass to the soda machine. <laughs> and then left the pass on the teacher's desk. And she didn't realize... She didn't realize that... She thought she had wrote it, but till she realized where it was too. That's the most trouble you wrote a pass to the soda machine in middle school. Wow, mm-hmm. good child. Um, my mother would say, "No." Uh oh. Granny would say what? Granny was. Granny assumed and thought I was doing a lot of things that I wasn't doing. Gotcha. Was there one family member you tried to keep me far away from? <laughs> not, not really. But you had, you've always had a discerning spirit. So people that you felt that creeped you out, you just didn't mess with. Period. Okay, that discerning spirit. Was there something your parents did when you were a kid that you swore you would never do yourself? Something. Hmm. That's that's interesting. I guess... No, not really. Let's put, let's put a pin in that one. We'll come back to that. Okay, one. you're going to think on that one. What's something you always wanted to do, but you didn't? And why didn't you? Go to law school. And why didn't you go to law school? Because I had a nine-pound baby girl on December the 14th, 1984, and my mother told me I needed to get a job. All right. How have your notions of what it means to be a woman changed over your lifetime? Wow, you can deep. Um, <laughs> it's interesting. I think we come from a long line of strong women. Mm-hmm. And I think as I've gotten older, sometimes being a strong woman, you got to let that 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 wall down a little bit. I would agree with that. I think it's um, it, it's hard. It's hard, and it, it's learning that there is some power in being vulnerable too. Yeah. It, it, and you you don't always have to be in charge or the strong black lady. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, because sometimes strong black lady comes off as angry black. You're not angry. But you're, you know, a lot of people, they take it as 
you don't want help or you don't and 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 I think what back to your other question. What were other questions? About something that you wouldn't do. Seek mm. help seek help. In mm. whatever form the help may come. Because Granny always would say, Oh, the Lord will make a way. Yes, he makes a way. But then you gotta ask, sometimes you gotta ask for help for the way to be made. The way to be made. And that's what. Okay. What was it like being a working mom at the time? It was interesting. It was. You use up all your leave <laughs> if you want to go enjoy your kids' functions and do what you want to do, what you have to do. Um, I think we were blessed by going to a. Um, both of y'all were in private schools for a long time. So, well, you for the whole time, Coy, up until the 10th grade, ninth, up until the ninth grade. So, I think. Trying to make sure you attended, you were there for functions and games and whatever. Would you do it over again the same or would you try to do things different in terms of being a working mother? I think I I wouldn't mind. I would still, if I had to rewind it and do it again... I would love to be a working mother with help. Working mother with help. I don't think I would ever want to be a single working mother. Yes, that is. I I don't think that that's. When you look back, if we didn't have our support systems that we had, I don't know where. I think our story would have been a whole lot different. Oh, hell of a lot different. So. We're blessed because we had great support systems. Wholeheartedly agree. Wholeheartedly agree. Who were slash are your role models? I wish y'all could see her face. And yeah, who are your role models? I'll do this in three parts. Who are? Mm -hmm. In the past tense. Okay, because I was going to ask. Okay, in the past. Who did you look up to when you were younger? And who do you look up to now? In the past tense, my aunt Rosalie mm-hmm. and my mother, of course, um, both of them, despite the, you know, people say, oh, yeah, you like some people may, who may hear this might say, oh, yeah, you like them because of their money because they took care of y'all. <laughs> but. but my Aunt Rosalie was one of the most intelligent women, strong black woman, who had a man and was just, she taught me never let your right hand, she taught the true meaning, never let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Mm-hmm. And when we found those letters after she passed, and and it's amazing that no one found them letters before she passed. Because every, by the time we she found them, every, to find them. <laughs> by the time we found them, everybody who was mentioned was dead. Mm. So to know that she endured she was she endured domestic violence and did it, you know, and just went on with her life despite She's strong. I mean, she was real strong. And Granny, um, those were probably my two. Those were the women. And Granny had a bunch of had a circle of people that I knew. So you, all, I had good. We'll say role role models. I just didn't go into the family business, which no, they all hated. They all hated. Um, now. I have some women in my life that God has placed. Now I'm gonna say God has placed that would that keep me going. Now I wouldn't mm-hmm. necessarily they were role models. I think they 
they're all put in my life. They all have a defined purpose in my life. One is my first lady, my church, my soul, Paula Dabner. Um, and they all sorrows. Uh, not all of them. The Gina, mm-hmm. and I would say both of those, both Gina's, New York Gina and Baltimore Gina. And you have a lot of duplicate names. <laughs> and um, then I have um, S. V. Lee, mm-hmm. and then. I have a group of younger women. They don't realize that they they inspire me and they keep me going. They will be my brain trust. Mm-hmm. And they know who they are. And then I have this amazing woman that I'm sitting next to. <laughs> who. Don't you cry. I'm not. <laughs> don't you cry. She's the. Y'all don't even know. If it wasn't for my daughter, probably over the last 11 years, I'd probably be sitting in the corner talking to myself. For real, for real. Yeah. I agree with some of the women you named. And going back to Aunt Rosalie, I did not know her. Mary, because her husband was passed by the time I was born. He held you? Yeah, I just, I don't remember him. No, he, he was, he died as a baby. Yeah, well, when I was a baby. When you were a baby, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't remember him. But definitely Aunt Rosalie, and I laugh because Aunt Rosalie was how I learned to count money. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in school. Like, Aunt Rosalie and Granny were... The richest women on earth to me at one point because <laughs> they would get their pension checks and we would go up to Mondawmin and go to the Bank of America or it was like First National, whatever it was, it was called. America. It was First National first, right? Yeah. And then they would withdraw out like $3,000 and Aunt Rosalie would always hand me this envelope and be like, count and make sure my money right. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh my gosh, she is $3,000. And I was like, she's the richest woman on earth. Like, that's how I learned how to count money. But, uh... And the amazing part about it is, like, when you look back, Aunt Rosalie retired. Retired. When I was in the sixth grade. So that was 1972. Sheesh. I wasn't... So, so you wouldn't even thought of... <laughs> another 12 right, years. Right? So... She outlived the annuity that the state of Maryland. So she was living on the state, making almost fifty thousand dollars a year, not knowing her right foot from her left it was foot. Right, more than that, but, honestly, when you think about it. Yeah, she and then she had and she kept money. And then remember, we found all that money after she passed. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, definitely on Rosalie. And it was just a way, like. I don't know. It's the way just she commanded respect from everybody. Yeah, like nobody. The drug dealers on the street. Yeah, like the drug dealers respected her. Like if they were walking down the street, cussing. Put your money. Put your money. And they'd be away. like, "Sorry, Miss Kelly." Like <laughs> it just didn't matter who she was talking to. They always respected her. So, uh, yeah, definitely Aunt Rosalie. We need Aunt Rosalie for parking in your neighborhood. Listen, she get these people right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is there a moment or an event that radically changed the way you saw the world? I saw the world. I think nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, there's probably other events that probably have, and I don't remember any other necessarily any other events that that happened. Like that, but when you realize we've been blessed, the United States has been blessed. That there's people sitting like in Israel and other countries where any moment's notice a bomb could just mm-hmm. lay down on her, and we've been pretty immune from all that. So just to think, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like September 11th. I was a 
senior, senior in high school. And all the college choices. Yeah, it completely changed the course of my life because where I thought I was applying to school, I didn't. And then I ended up to applying to the bulk of my schools were in the Philadelphia area. Like well, I was going you, away, you but said, I was staying was close. Know, you said you didn't want to be more than a tank of gas away. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to stay close. So, um, yeah, September 11th definitely changed. Um, now, see, I was a, a child, so I, I I see the remnants of what I, I you know her granny and Aunt Rosie and them talk about the riots when Martin Luther King died. But I was only like six or seven, so even though you get sort of immune, you know, you were mm. sort of sheltered from that. Even though some of the stores up on the on North Avenue were affected. Um, yeah. So those kind of things, but as an adult, I think nine eleven probably did it for a lot of people. Yeah, nine eleven was definitely, definitely. Uh, and then I think, a that, game and, then, and then I, and then I'm gonna come positive, and then, um, two thousand eight, Wimble Rock. Oh, just just to call Granny and and pop pop and you know talk yeah, to I'll, people. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Eight, Talk to people older than yourself, and all of us sitting. I think all of, we sat at the TV just in total amazement that a huh, black man, yeah, may that. never, may never happen again. Well, yeah. mm. I don't know. <laughs> we definitely boomerang back around to um, definitely whiplash effect from that, but we shall see. What was your first year of motherhood like? It was an adjustment. Um, I'll put that in stage. The the motherhood part was interesting because I had Granny, so that mm-hmm. it, it was a easier help. It was funny because Granny stepped in, so she filled in the gap for a lot of you know for a lot of things since your your, your father wasn't around. So she went to the doctor. Her and the doctor would fight because she was feeding you. Mm-hmm. Blame your weight and your <laughs> granny. Um, it was hard. It was easy and hard because she she immune. You know she was a buffer for a lot. So um, and then once by having a C section, then being and then once so I was immune for at least. I was old school. I ain't go back downstairs for almost three weeks. <laughs> Once I came upstairs, I, I ain't moved three weeks. So she had the bot. She would did. She would do the bottles. That's when Ann used to um come make sure I ate. She had a key to the house. She would get the key from Aunt Rosalie and everything. And the first year was easy. It was easy. Um, that part was easy. Um. The hard part was some of the stings that you, uh, uh, that's when I got my church hurt mm-hmm. um, around that time when I got that anonymous letter. Um, but other than that. So you're saying it was a breeze. <laughs> what do you want or wish for most for your children? To do far better. Than I I've done in life. Um, to be happy at what they do and successful at what they do. Um, that would be the biggest thing. Okay. What would your perfect day be like? Describe it. The perfect day. Don't make faces. Describe it. <laughs> um, perfect day. Perfect day. Um, mm. Breakfast. I don't know. How do you know what your perfect day I looks don't like? I because I guess I don't think of those terms. And you fuss at me for stuff like that. But I don't think like that. Um. I guess a perfect day right now. A perfect day would be a 
everything caught up and nobody nobody breathing down my neck. That's your perfect day. Um and just have the great mind space to create some good things. When I'm having a good day, the cookie the cookies flow. Mm. You you can and you can usually tell when I'm having a good day because the the they on they pop and they really they good. Okay. Is the present year anything like you imagined it would be when you were growing up? So, growing up when people said 2019, you know, I am about to celebrate on June the sixth. I think it's June the sixth. I had to go back and look at the calendar for 1979. But on June, around June the 6th, June the 7th, I would be celebrating 40 years out of high school. Ooh. Wow. Oh. Wow. I know. <laughs> and I sat back and I was hear, hear people say that when I was young. And I was like, 40 years. And here I am, 40, 40 years out of high school. Wow. And it's really funny because my classmates this year... But this is the first year I haven't done the reunion, but I'm getting they, they need some help from me. But um, <laughs> um, this is going to be it looks like some of the people who've never been to a reunion are going to be, which is going to be interesting. It took you all 40 years to say, OK, now I'm, I'm going to come to one. Yeah. Somebody said because people dying, they want to check. Mm, that, that'll do it. Yeah, that'll do it. What advice would you give your younger self at my age? So I'm 34 going into 35. So let me see. At 34, I have been a mother for 10 years. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So at 34, I have been a mother for 10 years and a mother of two, four, five. Mm-hmm. So the advice that I would give myself is I should have left after year one. Left what? My marriage. Mm. Um, Excuse me. I would thirty. So that thirty. Okay. So. And then that would be the the, the, the social side of that. I would have um, left after year one, so that would have I would have probably been divorced by then, and um, probably a lot more saner. Thank God for therapy. <laughs> um, and at that time, probably have. Gone back to school. Okay. So, would you tell yourself? Don't give up. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your dream. Don't give up on your dream. Okay. Um. And then, what advice would you tell yourself at forty? So at forty, where was I? Trying to think, where was I? Where was I in life at forty? So forty, then you must have you had a fifteen year old and a ten year old. So you was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, around that, okay. So around that time is when the bookstore, the 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 book life was really good for me. Um, then. I would have told myself to get it in writing. Mm. In reference to the urban knowledge and urban books and all that, you know, that my working with them, um, getting it, get it in writing. Um, I think I lost out on on some capital because mm-hmm. everything wasn't in writing and and legally binding. So business. Dealings, make sure you have it in writing. Business, yeah, have it in writing. Okay. Which leads to, yeah. 
Which leads to now. He, it, put, it, it all puts it in a well-rounded circle now. Um, I think um, being an entrepreneur now, um, a full-time entrepreneur, um, makes you realize, one, don't give up on your dream. That That's still... And I think people look at you sometimes. I think people look at me sometimes when I say I do things full time. Um, but it's been hard trying to find a job at the after after fifty, and you've been out of work in and out between grief and taking care of people. Uh, it's been hard finding a job once you left out, and then once you get a taste of being your own boss. <laughs> you can't go back. It's hard. It's it's hard. It's uh, it. Mm, it's hard. Um, I I I wish that people would understand the work. You know it. You see it. The work that goes into the the cookies, and I'm just not just charging willy nilly. Hey, my prices are cheaper than everybody else. I get fussed at for my cookie mentors for not. Charging enough money. So what's the lesson there? Uh, charge what you were. All right. Charge what you were. So if you had all the money to do one thing right now, what's the one thing you would do? Buy me a house. Okay. Buy a condo. Buy a condo. What is a goal that you would like to achieve in the next five years? Only you would appreciate this. Full self-sufficiency. Which would make... Yeah, full self-sufficiency. Full self-sufficiency. Okay. If you could go back in time to one moment, what would that one moment be? Only have one. You know, one moment. I could think of a moment I would go back to. What would be my moment? Mm-hmm. I think the moment I would go back to would be my graduation from Temple. Um, it was one of the last times. I just remember everyone being there for the most part. It was a few people who were missing. Particularly, I just remember um, everybody just being so proud. If I could go back to a family moment. Yeah, I just remember Granny being proud of you. I I will say that Granny brought out a different, with you coming along and her grandchildren coming along, I saw a different side of Granny. So you got a side of the loving side of Granny. I didn't. I got loving by action. Granny showed action. Mm-hmm. She didn't come out and hug and kiss. And you got that out of you and Coy got that out of her. Um, but if I had to go back to a family moment, it would be probably Christmases at my grandmother's house. Mm-hmm. My family. I feel like once my grandmother died, um, our family fell apart. Hmm. The family that I knew growing up fell apart. And since I'm the only one to have kids, you know, I've always felt like I was the black sheep. (laughs) (laughs) And they don't like me. But that's okay. Well, hey, we live, we learn, we move on. Shit happens. Um, what is what what is one thing you miss about your children not being children anymore? Hmm. I don't know. I don't miss nothing. 
You don't miss us being kids. <laughs> he said, I don't miss nothing. <laughs> I think all mothers waiting for the child to grow up. Shucks. All right. So you'll miss absolutely nothing about us being young. Okay. I think that, well, I like, yeah. I mean, I don't have children. Okay, so I'm going to say that. Do you, are you longing for grandchildren? Are you longing to be a grandmother? I got to. <laughs> that, I don't feel like that answered the question, but okay. I, I think all, all think all mothers actually have that longing, but hey, if it had, that it happened before my knees break down, and I can <laughs> you know when I can still be a grandma, you know when I can still babysit, for, you know when I can save you on daycare. Um, but, um, just happened before your knees break down. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm still pretty good. My knees still, I'm still getting along pretty good. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, I haven't been past, I haven't. You haven't, you don't, you do not pester me about getting married or having children. And for that, I thank you. no. With that, I thank you. I and I, I think it's, I think it's, yeah, no, mm-mm. and I look back at myself sometimes. I say, would I have done? Would I have done that? Mm. Probably not. Well, they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Child, please. Mm. <laughs> so we're gonna end this interview the way we started, talking about me. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Did I turn out the way you want it? Yes. You're pretty good. That was very succinct. Are you really proud of me? I is. You is? I is. I is. You're, you're, I mean, hey, what parent wouldn't, can't ask for one who I haven't had to go to? No, let me filter that. <laughs> Um, I, I'll filter that a different way. Um, yes, very proud. Did you ever lose me in the supermarket or anywhere? No, I had a, I had a, um, I had, I had a, a leash. leash. I had a leash. <laughs> I till you, till you got, till you got strong enough and then you would pull me. But yeah. you had a leash. Yeah, I was the kid on the leash. Um... That's because you were so heavy and you started walking and oh. What would you say? <laughs> were you one and I'm kinda gonna think I know the answer to this. Were you one of those parents who saved all those bullshit ass art projects we would bring home? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> we already we are pack rat we are pack rats as it is. I and I could no. She said no. <laughs> no. Did you bring art? Did you bring art? Granny probably got them. You know? For you, granny, for you, for you and Coy, Granny probably got them. You know, now that she said that, I probably did give it to Granny. Because Granny, yeah. I feel like she kept them. She probably did. Granny kept a lot of stuff. Because you know? <laughs> we knew you were like, it's trash. It's trash. <laughs> I need all this. Um... I would ask you that, but people might listen to this. Um, (laughs) I think I might be done. You said you were proud of me, so. Offline, I got to get that missing question. Okay. (laughs) I'll I'll ask you offline. But I want us getting hemmed up. Yeah, because, you know. Woo! Child, please. (laughs) And any Final thoughts on being a mother or being my mother? Your mother? So vain. <laughs> um, we have fun. Um, we have a, a unique bond that's despised by some. <laughs> um, in a strange way, we grew up together. Uh, I mean, even though I wasn't a teen mother, I was young. So we grew up together. I had the bruises on my legs from the braces on your shoes. Um, 
So we did we did good. Mm-hmm. Um I think we 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 therapy has helped the mother the mother daughter bond a little bit. Would you say? I would agree. Because there was a period of time when you told me to get out that I didn't like you. I asked you that. You said you didn't couldn't think of a time. I I not had to think about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we we had a, we had growing pains. It was time for me to move out. Actually, thank you for making me get out. You're quite welcome. <laughs> You're quite welcome. Um, so yeah, I'll say thank you for being my mom, and thank you for letting me be me, and thank you for letting, never pressuring me to have kids or get married before I was ready to. And being supportive, That's being a cheerleader, hey. telling me I'm pretty. Yeah, so thanks for being all those great things. You're welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right, so happy Mother's Day. Happy Daughter's Day. Do they have Daughter's Day? <laughs> I know, they feel like they should. I deserve a day, too. It's called birthday. <laughs> But sometimes you you be dramatic with your cramps and stuff. What? You be on my birthday. You always be like, oh. I used to. I'm in labor. I I, I used to, but you know, now I'm an old woman, so I don't get that no more. So. It used to be real bad. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, thanks for coming on, Mom. Hey. (sighs) Can you say that again while you were yawning? Excuse me. I'm sorry. Thanks for coming on, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime, love. Anytime. Anytime. All right. Super big shout out to my mom for coming on this episode. And I hope you enjoyed listening to me and my mom banter and the revelation that I've been cussing since about 18 months. And I probably am never going to (laughs) stop. I swear to God, that, that is so funny to me still. But I want to also say happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there, the stand-in moms, soon-to-be moms, mom-like figures. Have a great Mother's Day. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or any app that you listen to your favorite podcast on. Don't forget to leave those reviews, too. I really, really need them. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images and audiograms for nothing, okay? Have a dope-ass week. Again, have a great Mother's Day. Thank you for listening. And remember, the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Until next time.